Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Lighthouse Podcast. Christy, it's official. Halloween ended last night, the first day of November. You know what that means. I do. It's your favorite thing. It's the month of Thanksgiving. It's not my favorite. No, but you you like to not skip over it. Yeah, this whole thing for the next two months is my favorite. I love the combo and the set. It's like Thanksgiving's like John the Baptist. You know, it's setting up. I can't wait to It's setting up. Um, for for Christmas, okay. it's the setup, and All I right. love the two I wasn't together. Sure, where you were going there? But I that, love yeah. the two together. Um, it's such a fun, such a fun. So, season. what is it? Is it like the family time, or like for you, it's probably all the things, right? It's yeah, just well, the, yeah, I'm a seven. Um, right. And those of you who've been listening that. for a while, you know what that means because you listened a long time ago to our Enneagram uh, podcast. If you haven't, go back to I think season one, and you'll hear about uh, the the Enneagram. Lots of really great stuff you'll there. Just hear but all about Chris and how he's no, a seven. no, 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 no. But seven, I love all the things. All the things, um, all the time. So it's the weather, you know, it's great oh. best weather. You know, it's not too hot, it's not too best cold, weather. it's right in the middle. Yep. Um, and then the the food, the community, the family, and it's it's not just usually for us, it's not usually a day, it's like a, a couple days because yes. family comes in, yep. different meals. See, I'm not a seven, so for me it's about the mashed potatoes. Mm. Very simple. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's very simple. I can eat them alone, I can eat them with family, but that's... It's a whole holiday where you can eat. Do as you many put as... do you put gravy on your mashed potatoes? So, my dad's gravy. Is that brown or white? Brown. Okay. We're from That's the a big. No- we're from the north. Yeah. We don't do white gravy up yeah. there. Do you have stuffing or dressing? Stuffing. Okay. Yep. These are these are important Thanksgiving questions. Yep. Yeah, I'm feeling good. a little. Grilled. Do you stuff yeah. the turkey? Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> Very nice. Yes, we do. All right. And that's how the day goes. Do you have um, sweet potato casserole no. or yams? Neither. Oh. Neither. Wow. Again, mashed potatoes. You don't, you don't, you don't need <laughs> you other things. Need, you only need, need one potato. Why would I mess with orange One things? potato. All right. We're boring you guys. Uh, okay. Or else so you're getting really hungry as you're we're listening. We're countdowning to the holidays, obviously. And while we're talking about countdowns, I'm just going to mention our advent calendar real quick, which counts down to Christmas. And we've got family activities and like devotionals for each day. It's really special. Yeah, we've got, so our staff, we've got a really amazing um, team here at Lighthouse, and and our team has really put a lot into this. So our team is the one behind writing a lot of these different pieces, putting together all the activities, and it's just a really great devotion to use with your family through the Christmas season. And we've got a couple options for getting a copy for yourself. So you can purchase one for you. You can purchase one for you and one to give to a family going through childhood cancer. Or if you are a family walking through cancer, we'd like to just give you one. So you can request one for we have a few days left to go to our show notes and there's a form and you can request one and we will send it to you for free. That's right. For all of our families that are walking through childhood cancer, we want to be able to provide you with one of our Advent calendars on us. So um, definitely take advantage of that if you're listening, as well as pass that along. Um, Do that with the podcast, as well as info on the Advent calendar. Okay, going to transition now to today's episode. We had the privilege the other day of speaking with Justin and Chastity Ladd. Um, They have two sweet little boys, Asher, who's five, and Ezra, who's three. Asher has gone through two battles with cancer, and he is now two years out from treatment. He's cancer-free. He's doing great. On the podcast today, they're going to talk to us about their faith, um, how it felt to go through a relapse, and how their perspective kind of shifted between both those battles. Let's listen into the conversation. Thanks, you guys, so much for making time for us today all the way from Oklahoma. We are so excited to get to talk to you. Just to kick us off, can you go back in time 
to 2018, Asher's original diagnosis, and just kind of walk through what happened? So he had a double ear infection that was not uh, going away. They've been treating it for, we did a full course of amoxicillin, wasn't responding. And then uh, our pediatrician gave us a shot of a stronger antibiotic, what it's called at the moment. And uh, the next day when uh, he woke up, he had, uh, he said his left side, yeah. the left side of his face was like, uh, like paralysis almost. And we weren't sure what happened. Uh, he went, went ahead and took him to daycare and when we got back, he was, did not improve any at all. So we called our yeah. pediatrician and she uh, said, you need to get him to the ER. So we, uh, I was actually working night shift. Yeah. So Chastity took him to OU Children's in Oklahoma City, which is about a 50 minute drive from our house. And uh, I'll let her tell you what happened from there. So they thought that it was basically just like pressure in the ear causing the facial paralysis. So they were just going to put tubes in immediately. Like there was no question that that's what we weren't doing. You know, there was no question that that's what was going to happen. It was going to happen. And so they have to draw labs in order to do a procedure. Right. And so they drew the labs. And um, when they came back with the labs, that's when they saw that the white blood cell count was over 99,000, okay. which is really high. Um, I think the height typical range, like 10,000 10, yeah. average. So at that point, that's when they told us that Asher was sick. Uh, so from there, I just called Justin and I asked him to come um, to the hospital so that way we could have a conversation. And um, he knew something probably was yeah, going on. Called, so I was working night shift and it's, and it's about like nine o'clock at night. And she called me and said, hey, we got some uh, tough decisions we got to make. I need you to get here right now. So uh, I immediately called my boss and said, hey, I don't know what's going on, but I got to leave. So he said, go for it. So I drive to the hospital and when I get there, you know, the doctor bring us in and tell us that, uh, you know, we, we think he has leukemia. We're not sure what type it is yet, but uh, we're going to start the treatment immediately. So uh, kind of the rest of the night was, it was a, quite a blur. I remember we got in a room and probably around midnight or one and they started his first batch of chemo. And I uh, drove home that night to pick up just like that bag of clothes because we figured we we're going to be there for a while. And I think I got back to the hospital around four. And then I believe the next day, next day or two, they, I did some more testing into the post that he was diagnosed with acute myeloid leukemia. And did they do a blood transfusion that night? I feel like it was uh, yeah, a blood did, transfusion yeah. chemotherapy. It was still, I mean, that was 2018. Yeah. Right. It was a long night. When they sat you down and, and really went through things, how did they lay out um, the treatment plan? What did you guys know and understand about what was coming? That we would be spending quite a bit of time in the hospital and that his treatment plan would be... Um, Several, I mean, it's several different types of chemotherapies um, throughout the, the first week and then waiting for his counts to recover, but that it would take a while. So kind of a, one big difference from acute myeloleukemia and acute lymphoma is uh, most of the, sorry if I butchered that, uh, most of the treatment is inpatient, or all of the uh, treatment is inpatient. So what our treatment looked like is we had to go five cycles. Each cycle would be about 28 days a month long. Uh, they'd give him a really intensive chemo. His counts would go to literally nothing. And then we would be in there until he started recovering. And then we'd get to go home for anywhere. The shortest break was one day and, and our longest break was seven days in between cycles. And then we'd go back to the hospital. And I think they changed, they changed up the chemo each time. Yeah. yeah There's a change of the chemo each time. And then they, same process. And then obviously the complications that come with that is all the, you know, the, the infections yeah. and just different sicknesses associated with that. And we were told that was the standard of care. So no matter where we went, no matter what we did, like this is what Asher would get. Um, and in the beginning, we memorized the chemos. We knew 
um, the schedule, all the things that Asher would be doing and going through. And now, gosh, I just, I couldn't tell you, which is so wonderful. Like it's, that's a relief to not have to carry all the medications and all the things that he was getting at that time to be able to say that I've forgotten what those things are. is just really good. Yeah. Yeah. Based on some of the info we've got uh, with you guys prior to this, right? This wasn't the only thing going on in your world or that you guys had to deal with at the time. What else was going on life circumstance wise um, in this season for you guys? We found out that Asher was sick a week after. Yeah. A week after we found out we were pregnant. Um, So we were pregnant with Ezra our second little boy. And um, then Justin's job was transitioning and it was very possible that he was going to move to Colorado. So we were possible move to Colorado. We had just found out that we were pregnant. And then a week later, we found out that Asher was sick. So there was, yeah, there was a lot going on right there. And um, obviously as a, you know, we had a lot on our plate. We were very worried and we were just trusting God that, uh, you know, everything would work out. And like I said, you know, I was offered to end up being offered a job in, in Coretta before uh, we, uh, Asher was diagnosed. And I, you know, I prayed about it a lot. And I just felt God was telling me to wait. So I was like, okay, I'm going to wait. Yeah. And I mean, I obviously see why. And then I think we were, we were in our first cycle about three weeks into our first cycle. And I got called for the job offer 20 minutes from our house. So wow. God provided throughout the entire that's thing. Incredible. So that's a lot of impatient time. How many cycles his first bout with AML? How many of those cycles did you, did you say five? Yes. Yeah. Five. So that's almost five months in the hospital, right? Like am I, if I'm doing the math, right? So. Yes. Yeah. It was, I, we started June 1st and we were done two days before Thanksgiving, day before. Day, a day before Thanksgiving on like the 20. Whatever. Do whatever day. Yeah. 20, like the day before Thanksgiving, we were home. And then did, was that his finish of treatment? Like the first time was that, was he done? And how did that feel getting through that and being like, okay, we're, we're done right now. So yeah, that was the finish of his first treatment. Uh, so we, we got out the day before Thanksgiving, December 19th, we did his bell ring and we were just positive that, you know, he would never have cancer again. Like we yeah. were, this is the rear view. Thank you, Lord. We're moving on with our lives. Ezra was born. Uh, January, January 12th. Yeah. And then, you know, we were moving on with lives and we never expected to have had to do it again. That's absolutely right. We, we, we prayed a lot and we, I don't know. I just felt like that that portion of our life was just over. And we went ahead and um, Ezra uh, saved at the recommendations of our doctors. Yeah. We um, saved Ezra's cord blood. Um, as the just in case. And I kept telling myself, we're going to save this and we're never going to need it. And I'm just so glad that we'll never need it. Um, but we did need it. Yeah. yeah. So then you got to March of 2020 and then you have a newborn and you think you're cancer free. And what, what happened then? So we, um, Asher was cancer free for almost a year. And in 2020, um, Asher had facial paralysis, not on the left side, but the right this time. Oh, and wow. so that kind of triggered um, so, worry because we knew what it had looked like the first time. We we're like, okay, this it's surely not, but we're going to, it's on the other side. We'll just get it checked out. And so on uh, March 6th, which is actually Justin's birthday, uh, we had an MRI done on his brain and they found a lemon sized tumor on the left side of his brain, which is why I saw facial paralysis on the right side. Hmm. And so that's how the AML presented itself, which doesn't usually happen. So tumors in the brain are very rare. Um, and there was no cancer in the blood at that point. So we did a bone marrow, I think that same week. And, and there was, was nothing. nothing. 
yeah. there's no blast or anything. But and then the next week when they they had taken the yeah after the MRI and and after they did the surgery yeah it showed up it as blood. showed up in his blood work and that was I heard the date right you said March six I mean it was like March. 13th or 14th when just everything started shutting down and in covid and so you you guys were going right into it when everything was just hitting lockdown like how did that impact this for now the second time with you guys having to 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 journey through this so obviously that made a stressful situation more stressful uh because we started his first cycle uh before we were in the hospital chastity and i were able to be there with him and then we had our family watching ezra and then uh, at the end of the first cycle, they said, you know, you guys could go home for one or two days, but you're prop if you guys go home, like, uh, you know, you're, you're not gonna, the only one of you guys is going to come back. And, you know, we decided we really needed that break because, you know, being at the hospital for, you know, 30 days is not yep. fun. So we went home and when I, we came back, they only let uh, one of us, uh, one of us come back. And so Chastity, she had to fortunately bear that weight by herself. Well, that's because you were working. Yeah. And even during the first cycle, Justin would drive. So I'm pregnant, right? Taking care of Asher in the hospital. And he would drive to work, uh, which was 40 minutes away, uh, early in the mornings. And then he would come right back after work. So I'm in the hospital taking care of Asher, but he's doing um, other things to provide for our family. So that's what we were used to in the first cycle. And the second cycle come around, it's just her. You finish. So the second time through treatment, is it the same as the first? Are you doing like five rounds and is it the same kind of process or what else did you have to do? It was different. They did two rounds of chemotherapy for Asher um, after they took the tumor out. And they told us that if those two rounds didn't get rid of the cancer in his blood, that we... That, there, that was the last chance. So there was a lot of pressure those first two months, um, yeah. just like waiting and, and for Asher to respond and waiting to get blood work and um, watching what, what his body was going to do and how it was going to respond to the treatment. There, there was a time in the, yeah. in the uh, first cycle, which uh, they gave him a new chemo they had, had for him. It decimated him. He didn't get out of bed for 21 days after that chemo. Like he was just really sick, really sick. It really uh, just, yeah. And that was hard to see because in the first cycle he he ran the halls and we played a lot. We played a lot the first time we were in the hospital. Mm -hmm. So I kind of, that's what I expected to see was him still playing and, and having fun. And he was really sick for, for a while. And during that long recovery, you know, the doctors were worried that he wasn't responding to chemo. And uh, they said, hey, we need to do a bone marrow aspirate. We need to check to make sure the cancer is gone. And uh, we, we kind of think he's not responding. And, uh, and like I said, so I was still there at this time. This is before I got uh, kicked out because of COVID. And I just remember they took uh, Chastity and Asher back to the procedure room. And I just remember staying in our room, sitting there praying and just worshiping God. And I, I just remember, this one thing I remember most about the treatment, you know, God's presence just came upon me and just gave me a spirit of peace. I just knew at that moment that he was going to be okay. And that was just so reassuring what I really what we needed and I remember telling Chastity when we go back saying he's gonna be okay. So that that was a good one good thing that happened from this was just knowing that God was with us throughout throughout the entire experience. And I felt like in the beginning that first cycle for me I just felt so like connected with the Lord and that second cycle I spent a lot our second cycle the second time when he relapsed I spent a lot of time really upset. You know, just wondering, like, I don't understand. Um, and so for, for Justin to be that, I say that rock, but to be that prayer warrior for our family in a time when I was, you know, struggling, 
And I think that made me even more mad that they were getting rid of you, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. one right. parent. Because yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. And so I think God wanted to teach me, like, Chas, you need to rely on me. Like, I'm the father and you can trust that I'm going to take care of you guys. Yeah. And I kept going like, no, you know, yes, you are. But I also think we need Justin. We need to have you. So that's one thing I could have really that I wish that I would have done better is just learning to completely rely on him that second time that Asher was going through treatment um, and not doubting as much because I had a lot of doubt in there. You know, the enemy was really working on me. Sure. Um, That's understandable. At that time. So the treatment did work the second time. And how is Asher doing now? So uh, the treatment did w- went well. He responded. And something we forgot to mention is he ended up having a bone marrow transplant. And, you know, Ezra was his uh, bone marrow donor. Oh, wow. About a 25% chance of that happening. And there he is right there. He's just saying amen. He's saying <laughs> amen. The whole, you know, saving that, saving that cord blood and um, Ezra being that, that match was, and I'd always wondered in the beginning, like, you know, we, why, you know, we're saving this cord blood. We're pregnant with Ezra. And I was like, God, why pregnant? Why cancer? Like all these things. I had all these questions. And then for him to provide an answer for us for healing before we even, we before we even know we needed it. Like that is just one way that, um, you know, through all of this, that when I doubted and when I was frustrated or when I was worried, like all of those things, like God provided a way before we even knew that we needed a way. Um, <laughs> and so that's, you know, we, we believe that he's our healer and, uh, we believe that he provides for us. And so he provided for us in a way that we didn't even realize that we needed. <laughs> Come here, cutie. That's and, all. Uh, how Asher's doing? He is now a little over two years uh, cancer-free or in, in remission, and uh, he just had his port taken out, which was the last of his. Asher, congrats! Way to go, dude! In September, so uh, we're really excited about that. He's uh, really excited to go to the lake next year because yeah. Our families like to go to the lake, and he hasn't been able to do. That. Haven't been able to do that. I the last so relate. Years. We were a lake family too. Yes. Getting the first time back in the lake, I still have pictures of my son on his first jump in the lake after we had to wait a whole year, and it was, it was a good day. Friends. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I love that. Chastity, you mentioned this a little bit. I wanted to see if there's anything else you would share on this. Um, you know, you you look back on both of his fights uh, with cancer. Um, what did you learn from the first time that you could apply to the relapse? You talked about kind of that, what God was teaching you about just depending on him, right? You talked a little bit about that. What else? Is there anything else you guys learned uh, from the first um, going into the second? Well, uh, the I'd say something that we really cling to, and you know, God speaks to us in many ways, and through the Bible is one of the main ways. And uh, the verse of the day, when the day that Asher was diagnosed was Exodus 14, 14. The Lord himself will fight for you. You only need to stay still or stay calm, you know, which version. And like I said, we really uh, feel like God was... Uh, speaking that to us and we really clung to that verse and we believe that God fought for us and we just trusted him. And another thing that really chastity taught me is you, especially if you're when you're in that world, you don't know what's going on, but you, you've got to be your uh, child's biggest advocate. You know, your nurses and doctors, they, they love, they love you guys and they take great care of us, but you know, you're there 24 seven and you got to advocate. And, and if you have questions, if you think something's not right, you've got to keep on speaking up and chastity. She did a great job. Of, did a great job with that. And, I'm very happy that she was there. What advice would you guys give for other parents that are maybe starting this journey and they're in the place you were of like, I can't believe this is happening. We're not prepared for this. What would you tell them to encourage them? 
just to listen to the Holy Spirit guiding and directing you. Um, even when you're not sure, like to just sit in his presence and to pray and to worship the Lord. There were several songs um, that we listened to on repeat. And I don't know what, you know, anyone going through this, what your heart song will be and, and what's going to grab you and what's going to affect you the most. But like just praying and worshiping those songs, like reminding yourself that God is with you and that he'll never leave you. Um, and then we really did. We repeated Exodus 14, 14 over and over again, reminding ourselves to just be still and to be in his presence. Um, you know, a lot of people tell you you're so strong, like you guys did such a great job, but you just, you really don't have a choice um, in that situation and that circumstance to like, to fight for your family and for your babies. And um, you just got to take it one day at a time. Yeah. Yeah. You have no choice. You just got to just face it each and every day. That's right. Yeah. We've heard that from a lot of parents. They'll, they'll be, you know, folks will comment to them. Oh, I don't know how you, how you could do it or how you did it. And it's like, you, it's it's not a question of how it's a I, I'm going to do it. It's it's what I have to do, and you step into it, and and you've got to and you've got to go there, and and um, it's it's hard. Uh, but you, what choice? You have no choice. You that's you love your 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 kids so much. You're gonna take that. You're gonna take that on. Um, let's finish on a on a positive note. Um, what are some blessings you guys saw through this? What's something that, you know, y- you just look back and go, um, at least there was this bright spot here, you know? Um, it was, yes, a dark season, but there were some pockets, right, of things that help you get through it, some joy, some encouragement. What were some of the, the bright spots? I would say, honestly, we really did see so many, like, bright spots. Um, God brought some amazing people into our lives. Uh, we speak so highly of the nurses that take care, um, that took care of Asher and yeah. that are still a part of life today. Like um, they are the hands and feet of Jesus. Yeah, they, yeah. And I, yes, they, um, you know, when the world like comes crashing down on you, there's, um, they became like my friends. Um, yeah. And not only did they like help save Asher's life, but um, you could see that they genuinely cared about, you know, our family and our, our kiddos, not just Asher, but Ezra too. And so that meant a lot to me. And I just, they're so special to, to us. Um, obviously seeing Ezra, uh, you know, as the bone marrow donor and uh, how God used Ezra in our lives, Justin, uh, receiving a job. Um, we had our family and friends praying for us and really supporting us. Uh, and, a big outpouring support from uh, our families and friends, both our, uh, both our communities that we grew yeah. up in. Like so a lot of people, all over uh, reached out to us and uh, in many ways and we're very thankful for all the support because we needed every last bit of it i love that i love that thank you guys for sharing that i know that's encouragement for folks it is a hard and tough and dark season that you walk through uh, but I do believe it's those little bright spots right those little um, blessings in there that are that are the encouragement to help you get to help you get through it. So thank you for sharing those. And thank you guys for sharing your story today. I know that this, your story um, right now could be a a bright spot for somebody that's walking through it because maybe they um, are on this island and they just needed to hear from someone uh, that's in a similar situation and and now they don't feel alone. So thank you guys so much for doing it, for spending some time with us uh, and for sharing uh, about you and your family. We're grateful for you guys. Thank you very much. We appreciate being on here. And thank you for all that you guys do. 
I was really inspired to talk to um, Chastity and Justin just about their faith journey through mm-hmm. all of this. What mm-hmm. a hard journey they've been on with such a little one and going through two battles with cancer. Um, just really grateful they took time to talk to us. Yeah, they it. have some great stuff to share and just appreciate them um, opening up their heart, their journey uh, to everybody that's listening. Hey, folks, um, just a reminder, um, please go out, rate, review. That helps others learn about what this podcast is all about. And this is a free resource for families, and we want more and more families that are walking the childhood cancer journey to hear about it. So do that as well as share this with folks, anybody you're in clinic with, you're connected to on Facebook, all those different places. Be sure you share so more people can can get in touch with uh, the families that we're talking to here. We'd love for you to help us spread the word. That's it for this week. We'll catch you guys next week on the next episode of the Lighthouse Podcast.